When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we're joined by a very exciting guest. Yay. I told her when she came in, she's my favorite reality TV dropout. Yes. The former <laughs> Laguna Beach and Hill star turned wellness entrepreneur, Lo Bosworth. Welcome, Lo. Hi. How so are you? happy to have you here today. Me too. Your, your office is very funny. You, you fit in. <laughs> I love it. You have made a very interesting transition from somebody on a, a TV show to now somebody talking about something very real, which is vulval health. <laughs> Otherwise known as pussy problems. Or pussy problems. Which is, you know, kind of still a taboo subject to mm. talk about UTIs, yeast infections, BV, the like. Yeah, it's definitely taboo from a conversation standpoint. But what I would say is really interesting is that, you know, we've built an entire category off of, you know, people's, you know, personal care problems mm -hmm. that they need help with. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. And when I was not doing very well before I started the company, I kept going to the drugstore and, you know, you're like assaulted by all of these old gross legacy brands, mm. you know, that really have ingredient profiles that ironically exacerbate women's health issues sure. instead of solve them. And I think that there's not very broad awareness on that. And so it's like you have a problem, you go to the drugstore and you try to solve it with like what's available, what's on hand, what you've been seeing, you know, is marketed to you for the last, you know, 15 years. And none of it really works. And mm. So being able to come into, you know, a fairly white space category at the time when I started the company back in 2016 and revolutionize it by combining good, clean ingredients that are actually more effective when it comes to solutions with body positive messaging has really been mm -hmm. this like magical equation for success in wellness and truly redefining the category, you know, for for mm -hmm. all women, I think on a go forward basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, cool. we talk about vaginas every day at the Love Wellness office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pays my rent, babe. <laughs> and, but to talk about it like have you always talked about it with close friends? You know, not necessarily. I remember okay. when I started the company, it was 2016 and I had my Instagram and mm. I was like, oh my gosh, Lauren, you're going to have to start talking about this publicly right. on my social channels. Yeah. And trust me, people thought I was absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. They thought that the company was going to go nowhere. They didn't understand the need for products like this. And I still to this day say, if you've never had a health issue XYZ, then you don't really believe in the validity of certain types of products. Oh, I simply used to think because, allergies weren't real. Right, exactly. Yeah. Simply <laughs> because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean that somebody else, you know, has not, etc. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like, the, the laughing at me was like literally very over the top for the first couple of years. If you go back to press articles from 2016, mm. I mean, the way that journalists were writing about me and the business was very interesting. <laughs> and now, you know, eight years later, 
we're the best-selling brand at Target and we've completely changed the category. Unreal. And so it's like if you continue to tell your story every single day, regardless if it's a little bit embarrassing, mm -hmm. because like, frankly, I got over that pretty quickly. <laughs> it's just a part of my job at this point. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this stuff at work constantly. And, you know, if we can give voice to people's stories so that they feel less stigma, so that they just feel like, yeah. you know what? My wellness routine can be sort of like my beauty routine or like my skincare routine. Mm -hmm. And that's how we think about gut health and vaginal health is that it's not something that should be pushed to the back of your bathroom cabinet and mm -hmm. like worried about all the time. There are small things you can do every single day um, with great brands that focus on clean ingredients and good education and body positive messaging to make personal care truly feel just like mm -hmm. your skincare routine. Yeah, just another part of your body. Yeah, and ultimately that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, and you're so right about the lack of awareness and education about this because I remember yeah. like, I mean, we could go on and on about how sex ed, in sex ed, I didn't learn anything about <laughs> vaginal health or it even was, my anatomy. Yeah, this is how you have a baby. And this right. is how you don't have a baby. Correct. Right. And, and, may and maybe. Yeah. And maybe you're getting that education. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Depending on that. where you Who are. Knows, yeah. right? But then on top of that, it's like, I have never really known the proper way to wash myself down there. I and literally <laughs> think about it every time I do. I'm like, is Me this too. okay? Yes. I mean, I basically just like catch the water in my hand and and splash upwards like you a baby duck. Thing. Oh, I was going to say like a Bure commercial or whatever, yes. like from the 90s. Yes. Just like, ah. yes. And I make that noise, too. Yeah. But then, you know, there's so much there's so much conflicting information yeah. out there. And the way that the Internet has gone, obviously, I don't know if there will ever be a single source of truth. But as a brand that works with great medical experts who really focus on the why behind mm -hmm. why we make products, why you should do this, why you should not do that, like down to the cellular level of how our bodies work, we mm -hmm. feel like we have a pretty good perspective on this. And this is something we've been talking about a lot at work recently because we're really, really focusing on evolving our skincare for down there offering, which is like skincare for like your vulva, your bikini mm -hmm. area. And at first it was like, why is this important? Do people even need this? And it goes back to the question of validity, right? Yeah. You know, just because Lysol a hundred years ago created a personal care cleanser that was full of chemical deodorizers. Oh and the advertising basically told you that to keep your husband, you have to smell fresh and dainty, <gasps> does not mean that after a workout or after your period, yeah. you don't want to use some form of a cleanser or soap to feel clean. But again, we're not talking about the vagina, the internal organ. Everything you've heard about don't put anything in there, it's a self-cleaning oven, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely true. true. Don't put anything in there. Do you know what I heard it was, it's called a pussy because it cleans itself. I love that. Like a cat. That's absolutely true. But when you're <laughs> talking about the external part, the vulva, like, you can use products as long as they are made in a certain way. And that is without fragrance, which is still, I would say, 99% of personal care brands, vulva care products, which is horrific yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. It feels um, weird. Like It's weird. We're it's like Amber per Rose. Pussy perfume. And, yeah, exactly. There's, and pheromones there's are so powerful sprays. as they are. Right. If anything, you should be taking the natural essence from your vagina and spreading it all over your body. I agree. Emily used to do that. Yeah. On dates. <laughs> It's how I got my boyfriend. She but that's, that's a story point. for another day. Yeah. Wait, are you guys the ones that ran that story about like trying to spread like your vaginal, I don't know, like pheromones and oh, use that, that as your perfume? probably did something <laughs> I related saw something to that. in the past yeah. year about, you know, using your own pheromones as like your best. Like a little perfume, yes. a little behind the ears, a little on the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It works if you work it. Yeah, it works if you work <laughs> it. But I mean, it's totally reasonable to want to clean your body, right? Mm -hmm. To wash your body. What you shouldn't be doing is using bar soap. You shouldn't be using body wash. You should not be using personal cares vulva brands with fragrance, parabens, surfactants, weird essential oils in it. Are we you talking need to be like focused douches, on? No, douches. we're talking external only external right now. External only, So okay. the vulva is external. 
Douching is a practice that is like bad, 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 and that's internal. The whole point is that there's a ton of misinformation out there. We asked our medical advisors, we said, why is it that doctors have always said, just use water down there or like a gentle bar soap? Mm -hmm. Again, most gentle bar soaps are full of chemicals. Yeah. Like, right. They don't actually know like what's in most gentle and bar fragrance. soap. Like if and you think of just like a St. I or- A hundred percent. And so all the doctors that we have spoken to have said, we recommended water because there simply were no good alternatives. Mm. There simply were no clean, safe solutions that women could use for personal care. Mm -hmm. Everything had a terrible ingredient profile. And it's frustrating to be in the space with newer brands that do have body positive messaging, but they still have terrible ingredients because sure. they're basically still like pulling the wool over your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, oh, we're body positive. Like mm -hmm. this is for all people with vaginas. Like, but it's the same. But you're the still spraying. happens before the science. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're still spraying things with terrible ingredients on yourself to, to mask a smell, to mask an odor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, and, those I mean, two the never smell really should not be that bad like the if if, if it you're healthy bad, you if smell it smells like you. really really bad it you need is to go usually to the doctor. bv or something yeah go <laughs> yeah, to the doctor you need to go to the doctor but your normal smell i think everybody kind of like i mean should know what that smells like i wrote a book that came out earlier and we did a yeah. survey and i think that out of the people that we surveyed from like a sexual perspective they're like i want my partner to smell like my partner and not like yeah. peach lily of the valley or whatever they're totally. like this is weird yeah yeah so i think like when you really get down to it you know it's okay to smell like it's you. It's totally okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's so normal to be self-conscious about the way you smell, especially because, I don't know, we just went through so much trauma, I feel like, with worrying about the way we smelled and, you know, uh, comparing vaginas to fish and all this horrible stuff <laughs> that oh, I remember growing up. hearing boys say. Yeah. yeah, just horrible stuff. And it's it's not true. It's just, like, there. I know plenty of men who are obsessed with the natural musk yeah. of a pussy. Yeah. That I know that's a little, you know. No, it was boys making those jokes. It wasn't men. Boys you know, making it those, was people boys making that have never jokes. really been with anyone. And, and the sad irony, though, is that most of those products actually create an environment for worse. problems like that to occur. Mm, yeah. so products I, like that create, you know, this the the perfect environment for a yeast infection or BV to, to happen. Mm -hmm. Because it's those chemical ingredients that kill off your good bacteria in your vaginal microbiome, which causes your pH to be thrown out of whack or be more balanced on the scale, which allows for overgrowth of pathogens. I love it's, that you're a scientist now. <laughs> Baby, I've so always been a scientist. Cool. I just also we just to be on reality TV. Yeah, no, but that's they just were like, "Oh, you're into science. We're not going to cover that. That's that too nerdy." They're like, "Go work at a makeup company." <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like on the show, it was like you were holding a lot of cards close to your, you know, like you were very oh, like purposefully. When yeah. I was when I was hired for Laguna Beach, I said. Adam, I will do this show, but I don't want to date on TV. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to get in the drama. It's just not for me. I think at the time I was just a child and too embarrassed to possibly go on dates and my parents would watch it on mm -hmm. TV. But honestly, thank God I had that foresight and that sort of like moment totally. of awakening. Otherwise, I think my life could be really different. But I've managed to be a dropout and sort of recede naturally into the next chapter of my life in a way that feels very free of drama, feel free of the entertainment industry. Yeah. And this is the way I prefer it, right? And it's for I love that sake. Yeah. yeah. Which is so nice. But it's just also really wonderful to see somebody that you're like, oh, she never really shared much. Now, now this is like the most vulnerable thing that you can do. And especially the company coming out in 2016 was a very tumultuous year for, you know, we were having the election and it was just like, well, should we elect this horrible, horrible <laughs> man or ew, a woman, you know? Yeah. And so I can't imagine even just having the strength to start during that time. Very interesting. So website went live October 12th, mm -hmm. 2016. The election was right after? November. Yeah. yeah. And in a really interesting way, the Trump presidency, I think, pushed forward a mm -hmm. feminist agenda. I do, too. Because it gave a reason and a platform and a voice to a lot of people that may have not had the spotlight on them otherwise in a really positive way. So I know that that's a crazy thing to say. And I'm not grateful because, like, look at the state of our country. It's in tatters. Mm -hmm. But an interesting cultural environment in which a new wave of feminism absolutely erupted mm -hmm. out of, 
you know, what was happening in Washington. I think after that election, it was like, oh, wait, wow, really? People aren't listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to do this for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm curious because we're talking about products that you buy from the drugstore that you think are going to help you, but they actually hurt you. Yeah. What ingredients should I be looking out for? Or, you know, what should I be avoiding if I'm having these problems? I would say that fragrance is one of the number one. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's not required on a label for a company to tell you what goes into the ingredient that just says fragrance on a label. But it could be a hundred chemicals that create that fragrance or that scent in Mm -hmm. that body wash, in that vulva cleanser, in, you know, that deodorizing spray. Um, fragrance is a skin irritant, or we believe that it's a skin irritant. We believe it's a vaginal microbiome disruptor. And then you get further down the list to things like parabens, surfactants, phthalates, all of those things, again, we believe do not belong in women's personal care products. They may be endocrine disruptors. They may be vaginal microbiome disruptors. Mm-hmm. I hate seeing some kind of essential oil in products when there's tea tree oil in your vaginal suppository. That is absolutely a skin irritant. And so I would say that a lot of these ingredients are found in these products because women's products historically have lacked the amount of research and funding than the Mm -hmm. the men's side. And like, we know that, right? So you go back to how the category started 100 years ago with Lysol creating a wild. women's that, yeah, personal just care wild. cleanser. Yeah. It's like big fat Greek wedding putting Windex, Windex. on everything. <laughs> Correct. That is a great analogy. And so over the course of the last few decades, 
nobody at these companies has been like, hmm, like, is it maybe a bad idea that we're putting all of these ingredients in? The idea is like, let's just deodorize and remove the scent, you know, as mm-hmm. best as we can in the ways that we know that we can with these types of ingredients, but without the long-term knowledge or understanding of what those ingredients may do to women's bodies. So... Yeah, it's very frustrating. And this story that we're talking about right now is one of the big stories that as a brand, we are trying to communicate for the rest of the year, because it's a story we haven't really told yet. And I think, you know, as a marketing organization at Love Wellness, we're like, well, why are people still buying all of these like bad products? Yeah. And it's like, well, we've never actually told them why they're bad. Mm-hmm. Right. We can say, you know, oh, a product with fragrance like that doesn't support your mental health and well-being. You should smell like you. But the reality is is the the ingredient profile is bad for, for your, your body, body. Yeah. it disrupts your vaginal microbiome it invites in infection and irritation and we believe that ingredients of that nature simply do not belong in women's personal care so it's very frustrating for me to see new brands come out like i said that have body positive messaging but they still have bad ingredients mm-hmm. or even on the other side of the spectrum brands that sell gummy vitamins for your vaginal microbiome um, that are also pairing those bad ingredients with bad messaging, like your pussy should taste like pineapple, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That's like the baddest of the bad to me because a gummy vitamin, you're ju- you're eating candy every day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, also, your pussy should not taste like pineapple. It's not pineapple. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand this this fear of like smelling like I think a human. fear mongering has been a big part of like, women's advertising whether it's beauty or anything and I I love that that's what you're saying is like there are brands that are preaching body positivity but how positive can you be if the thing is impacting bodies harmfully yeah if your five cleansers that you sell at target are all fragranced and every single product you have has like weird ingredients in it but then it's it really challenging. It seem like, okay, well, if it doesn't work, then just buy more. So maybe that's the... A hundred percent. I mean, and I think, you know, if you use a product and you experience irritation, you won't use it again, right? But mm. like these things can also build up over time and become worse over time, right? And so, you know, if you don't have any skin irritation, any skin sensitivity, like, yeah, maybe you can use these products and like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women do try these products and they create a shitstorm of problems for them from a health perspective. And they yeah. don't know what to pin it back to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But but like, think about when you go to the gynecologist and you have a problem. They ask you, oh, have you, are, you, are you using new detergent? Are you using a new soap? Yeah. yeah. That's why, because doctors know that all of these ingredients are bad for you. So is it possible to make cleaner, safer, effective personal care? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. We've done it at Love Wellness. Our pH balancing cleanser, our comfy cream, they're like best-selling products in the United States. But our brand awareness is still not huge despite having major retail partners. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the focus on sort of like clean personal care is really where we're going to start to expand a lot of our efforts from a marketing sense to tell the story that I'm really sharing yeah. with mm-hmm. you guys today. Because like the light bulb goes on. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> but it, you don't think about it because you're like, well, this is what the product is for. Like, right. You yeah. just don't even think that that could be the cause of it. And you had personal experience with this, right? Because yeah, you had absolutely. a lot of UTIs. And- I had UTIs, yeast infections. I was depressed. I was anxious. Mm-hmm. I was in a really, really bad place in 2014, 2015. It took 18 months of going to different doctors to get a simple blood test that showed that I was dealing with really severe vitamin deficiencies. Oh, my God. But, like, can you imagine having to self-advocate at the doctor for 18 months? It's a long time. It's a long time. It's just like, here's some Prozac, here's some Klonopin, Mm -hmm. sleep more, eat better, and it's like, ultimately, okay, those things can move the needle a little bit, but ultimately, even below my vitamin deficiencies, I had massive gut health issues. Mm. And for our generation, that is so common. I would say most people have gut health Can issues. Can we talk about what because, gut health is? Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. so gut health basically, 
your immune system really like lives in your gut. Your gut microbiome is full of like trillions of little bacteria that function very similarly to how mm -hmm. your vaginal microbiome works. Mm -hmm. Your vagina and your gut are both immunity organs if you really think about it, right? Your pH created by those bacteria is acidic because it's trying to prevent the overgrowth of bad stuff, mm -hmm. right? And of course, your body is going to have some less desirable bacteria, have some candida yeast in it, but that's just like who we are, right? Like think of your body almost as like the planet, right? It's going to have yeah. good stuff and bad stuff mm -hmm. and kind of be out of whack. And there are things that you can do to support it or things you can do to really mess it up. And if you think about it, we were really like, I consider ourselves to be the antibiotic generation. Yeah. We grew up taking what five to six rounds of antibiotics a year for yeah. every little for thing life. love a z-pack yeah right <laughs> but when you take it for every little no, thing horrible. and it's the go-to over the course of a lifetime imagine what that is doing to your gut microbiome mm. imagine you drink alcohol since your legal age even if it's not excessive imagine if you're eating processed food fast food with chemicals in it imagine if you're not eating the most clean amazing food you know like we grew in the earth 200 years ago everything is full of crap that disrupts your gut microbiome mm -hmm. the gut is connected to the brain and the vagina in women's bodies literally there's all of these different pathways we talk about it in the book and when those wires get crossed or frazzled bad things start to happen most of your serotonin which people know is your happy hormone is actually created in your gut so like when you think about that, you're like, wow, my gut better be in pretty good shape yeah. if I don't want to be dealing with depression and anxiety, right? Leaky gut comes from gut dysbiosis and eating things that your body does not get along with, like gluten. Not everybody has a gluten problem, but a lot of people do. And it's, you know, been proven. Well, and more and more people are, are coming out as having yeah. gluten Yeah, they're like, oh, maybe I do have a gluten intolerance. Gluten, like, makes the little, like, joints that keep your tummy tight, like, mm -hmm. loosen, basically. And when that happens, things can escape into your bloodstream. They can cross the blood-brain barrier. And, like, boom, like, you might have a problem, right? The gut and the vagina actually communicate. Like the bacteria talk to each other. It's called quorum sensing. Think of it as like cute. your gut bacteria. It is cute. <laughs> it think is about cute. I'm picturing your, like a little phone. Like, yes, you know those think little, about uh, your gut bacteria texting your <laughs> vagina bacteria. Mm -hmm. And if your gut bacteria are like, oh my God, like we just took an antibiotic and we've been totally decimated, they're going to text the bacteria in your vagina and they will follow suit. But if your gut bacteria are in great shape, mm -hmm. they'll tell your vaginal bacteria, reproduce, we're in good shape here. So the gut health is oh. truly like the master of your entire body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so interesting. And it seems like such a no-brainer now that I think of it because many, many times that I've been having issues with my digestive system, it does cause mental health issues. Yeah. Anxiety, diarrhea is very real. Oh, mm. 100%. <laughs> but think about the term, I have a gut feeling. Mm -hmm, it's because mm -hmm. the brain and the gut are like literally connected. So anxiety and stress can create digestive upset. Yeah. Right? Like neurologically, sense. like they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that pussy problems, as I'm just going to call it that, <laughs> um, can that be connected to the brain as well? I guess if it's connected to the gut, which is connected to the brain, then transitive property. Yeah, your vagus mm. nerve actually runs from the back of your brain into your cervix. So Your vagus nerve? Yeah, your vagus Party nerve on. is like, I know, right? <laughs> think of it as the vagus nerve what is like What happens in Vegas? <laughs> think of it as like the internet cable that runs through your entire body. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the vagus nerve connects to the cervix. I think you can have like a cervical orgasm. Could be could be totally wrong, can. but like yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like think about when you have an orgasm. Like half of that is mental, right? Oh so, yeah, yeah. I've had absolutely. People... The brain and the vagina are connected. You know what I mean? You can yeah. have a hands-free orgasm too. Yeah, and think about like sexual trauma, right? Like mm -hmm. if you like are not having it in your brain, like your vagina's not having it either. A hundred percent. It's all yeah. connected. Yeah. So. What can you explain what the journey was like between having all these problems, yeah. discovering, oh, maybe it's the products that are harming me, mm -hmm. to then creating your own company? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when on this 18-month doctor's yeah. office journey. <laughs> Sounds <Wild>. like a dream. <laughs> yeah. 
eventually saw specialist after specialist. They were like, you have vitamin deficiencies. Beyond that, we suspect that you might have some gut health issues, which are preventing your vitamins from being absorbed into your body properly, hence the deficiencies. Got it. And these gut health issues may also be creating your vaginal health issues and urinary tract issues. And it was like, whoa. So So everything is connected. Everything is connected. And when it comes to women's health specifically, vaginal health, reproductive health can really be affected by your gut health, your mental health, but also by the products that you put in and on your body. So it's really like coming from two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And once I realized this, I saw a huge opportunity. I thought there is no company that is tying this all together, that's doing it in a really beautiful way. My doctor recommended, thank God, probiotics at the time. And I think that there was maybe one brand of probiotics made for women's health being sold. It was like 2015. Mm -hmm. And I was also prescribed for the first time boric acid suppositories for yeast infections. And uh, my doctor was like, this is sort of like last last thing we're going to try. But, you know, this used to be sort of like the standard, like standard of care in the past couple of decades. But boric acid suppository, you have to take to a compounding pharmacy. So I went to Thompson Chemists down in Soho. And it was like 2014, 2015, took my prescription. And boric acid was a game changer. And now the killer, boric acid, outsells every other vaginal suppository at Target. Huh. But you had to like go to this like go through the process place. of it, right? The yeah. compounding pharmacy can take three days. It can cost two hundred dollars, right? And so then I was like, hmm, can I make these? <laughs> so I went yeah. on, it was like Reddit, and there was like all these women making boric acid suppositories at home, getting like gloved up in their kitchens with oh like goggles Amazing. on, <laughs> buying boric acid. Oh, a little Murray Curie action. A hundred percent. And I thought, why isn't this widely available, made in safe manufacturing facilities, developed by a doctor, affordable and accessible. Mm -hmm. And so we were one of the first companies to make boric acid back in 2016. And so I went to market with a couple of vaginal health products that really had changed the game for me. It was our cleanser. Mm -hmm. That was one of our very first products sold. Our probiotics, the killer, our vaginal boric acid suppository, and then healthy V vitamin, which breaks down candida yeast in the body. Um, it's like a great sort of support product for good girl probiotics. And I started talking about this stuff. And it was an instant success with a certain population mm-hmm. of women who have these issues chronically because it was like, wow, somebody finally sees me. Yeah, and cares. And cares. Everybody else, we've spent eight years trying to educate and to do the hard work that we have to do. However, it's working because, like I said, back in 2016, the articles that were written about myself and the brand were very like, LOL. Yeah. But now, you know, you look up vaginal health on Goop or Well and Good and Birdie. Everyone's got sex toys bon con now. Everybody is talking about vaginal health mostly in the right way. And it's because we truly like did the hard work in the early yeah. days were okay being laughed at in order to help educate and redefine the category. Yeah. And that was the thing too, is like that we've talked about for other brands, or at least I have in regard to like sex toys or whatever, mm-hmm. all of these companies were male made. Totally. And was, wasn't thinking about like, or they weren't created by anyone with an actual vulva. Yeah. So <laughs> I spoke to a friend who she started a sex toy company and she was like, yeah, the way that they used to test orgasms was if it would like tickle your nose what? or something like that, because Whoa. it's like, that's what, that's what men could equate it to. Oh, and on it's like, men, like oh, men, men would be the test subjects. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that insane? And it was like, they never thought into, you know, bring in a woman. Or whatever, or like Remarkable. listen to us about our problems, and so it's yeah, it has to be very for us. Why there's been crazy us. chemicals in vaginal health products for a hundred exactly. years, exactly, right? Like, exactly. Hmm, does this actually work on and in tampons and stuff? Like I just saw fragrance tampons. Yeah, a video about like all like all of the tampons that are just like not fragranced pads, basically. Like, yeah, guys, what are we doing? Yeah, and it's because we don't have enough. I would say, female owned or people with vulvas owned companies that are actually doing the work. Yeah, a hundred percent. We didn't know what the internal structure of the clitoris looked like until nineteen ninety eight. What? Yeah. No one thought to they were like, who cares? The very, very old school of female hysteria yes. was yeah. used in whatever like the guidebook is for psychologists in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
That old school definition of hysteria was used in the United States until like 1986 or mm-hmm. something. And it Crazy. just means like, oh, she's wild. Yeah. It's just right. like a lady problem. Like she's just having like a day. <laughs> so and 20 it's like, years no, ago. This woman has pushed out four children. She's never had an orgasm. She's got constant <laughs> yeast infections. Like she's not okay. She's hysterical. Yeah, she's hysterical for a reason. She is hysterical. Yeah. She needs yeah, we to need be to locked up in a facility. Because uh, sometimes there's a reason to be hysterical. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Question. Mm-hmm. Even though we were joking about you being a scientist, I know that you're not really a scientist. Yeah. Maybe. How are these products formulated? Like, do you consult with doctors or scientists? Wait, yeah. can we talk about your background in science too? Um, It's all self-learned, self-taught. I'm an avid reader of books and information. I've always been consuming things like this. And for me, I've always wanted to know why. I question everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to get to the very bottom of absolutely everything. But from a product formulation perspective, we've always worked with an amazing set of different medical advisors. People have come and gone over the years. But additionally, in manufacturing, when you're making products like this, the team that you bring to the table also meets with the team that your manufacturers has, right? So they have food scientists on staff. They typically have some medical advisors on staff. And so it's different for like supplements and then for personal care products mm-hmm. that you could kind of consider to be like skincare, right? Mm-hmm. And so you need a certain kind of chemist to create, you know, a body wash for your vulva, right? You need a doctor with a nutritionist and a food scientist to say, okay, I think for this supplement where we want this to be the outcome, these are the ingredients that we should put in. And based on clinical studies of these ingredients, this is how much we should be putting in. So it's very much not like, oh, let's just like throw some things in and see what <laughs> happens. That would be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Which would I be nuts. I thought that was science. Which would be nuts. That was my impression of science this whole time. Science. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, it's like giving it a go. You just throw shit in a pot. Just throw it at the wall. But, but, but science evolves, right? Yeah. Like medicine is a constantly like changing field, mm-hmm. right? Like, And I think that there is a lot to be said for products that are made with natural ingredients because like all medicine comes from nature ultimately it's just some chemical compound form of whatever you know yeah yeah so what are the natural ingredients that you like to include in these products well primarily all of our products include natural ingredients all of our supplements you know outside of like the capsule and you know some preservative that we keep in to like keep the probiotics alive and stuff mostly they're natural ingredients and i think that was one of the real reasons that the brand stood apart in the beginning because you can get great like efficacious products from nature so take bye bye bloat for example which is our de-bloating product there's ginger root in it there's dandelion there's fenugreek there's digestive enzymes we launched bye bye bloat in 2018 since then there has been literally one bajillion knockoffs of that product with the exact same Mm. ingredient profile because they work Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They absolutely work. You don't necessarily need a diuretic for your body to release water weight. Right. It's like that old school ginger tea hack, but in a pill. Exactly. With healthy V vitamin, which includes grapefruit, turmeric, garlic, there is a RX sort of like product that could sit alongside that. 
that the name escapes me, but the purpose of the RX is to destroy candied yeast throughout the body. So mm -hmm. if you get like recurrent yeast infections, you can take that product for like 90 days. You take it like three times a day. It's crazy. And it destroys your microbiome, but it gets oh. rid of the candied yeast. So I'm like, okay, can we make like a healthy version of this yeah. with natural ingredients that also, you know, has this effect on the body, but in a more gentle way? And the answer is yes, right? Mm -hmm. Boric acid, boric acid comes from the sea. Like it's, it's a natural product that comes from salt water. Cleansers and things like that, we definitely put a focus and priority on natural ingredients, but some preservatives and stuff, like it's better to just have something that's chemical. And I feel like that has been discussed a lot, sort of like in beauty and skincare, that like natural is not always better when yeah. it comes to these things, but like skin safe, microbiome safe, endocrine safe are really important, mm -hmm. right? So if you think about the idea of clean beauty and clean makeup, the same like standards and thinking must be applied to personal care. We're the only brand that does it. Mm -hmm. You were talking about knockoff, not knockoff brands, but brands that have like followed suit. Mm -hmm. Dupes. Dupes. <laughs> um, at what point do dupes just kind of become an industry standard? And is oh, that exciting? Year, years, years ago, I had to make peace with it. Do you know okay. what I mean? When it first started to happen, I was like, how dare they copy us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How dare they take five of our 10 products and knock off the bottles and like come up with alternative names and have the same ingredient profile. The reality is you need to be flattered. I think for the most part, there is room for everybody. And mm -hmm. when people start coming for you, it means that you're onto something really great. And if there's more boric acid available to people. Yeah, when it comes to certain products, I am really happy that our brand mm -hmm. has created a new environment that is leading the way from an innovation standpoint. Because I would say generally, when it comes to women's wellness, across the board, you can get safer, more effective products mm -hmm. because of some of the work that we've done. Yeah, right. I like that. So there's a lot of market share out there. Yeah, and I think don't all, make my all lawyers come after together. you <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you're fucking me that badly. <laughs> but, but like, yes. there's room for a lot of players. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Send it to Daryl. Send it to Daryl. <laughs> um, Gino, Gino. If you get an email from Gino, oh my god. Oh, that's a great lawyer name. Mm -hmm. You Strong are Italian. Italian sounds man. like he means business. If yes. Gino checks in, he fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I just um started wondering this as we were talking because I didn't hear you say cranberry and Ooh. cranberry is what I always hear in preventing UTIs specifically. Yeah. Yeah. What do we know about cranberry? Like has so, that changed? Yeah. So cranberry or um, it's called PNC, proanthocyanids, I think is what it's called. It's um, an extract from cranberry. And when you have it in a certain amount, it is shown to help prevent UTIs. You have to take it at the same time every single day. And how it works yeah. is by preventing E. coli from adhering to the bladder wall. When you get an overgrowth of E. coli from like wiping not the proper way uh -huh, yeah. or having sex or whatever, when it gets Back up in your front. urinary tract... <laughs> And then it starts to reproduce yeah. like on the walls of your bladder. That's when you get a UTI. And so it's been shown that I think 36 milligrams of PAC every day at the same time can prevent that E. coli from adhering to the bladder wall. And we actually made a product called UTI Don't Think So for a long time. But when it comes to this category, it's pretty highly regulated by the FDA mm. because a urinary tract infection is considered by the FDA to be like an infection state, which necessitates antibiotics. And so and we the urinary tract category from a product perspective is pretty high risk. And so because uh, as a supplement, you can't come out and say this will cure your urinary tract infection because the FDA will get upset at you because of that, because it's not an antibiotic. Mm. You kind of have to weigh like, all right, do I want to risk making a product like this, investing in the marketing mm. when I really can't talk about it in the way that I want to talk about it, right? And so that was actually a product that we discontinued recently because we just felt like it was too high risk a category for us to be in. So what you'll see is on product labels with cranberry in it, you'll say like urinary tract support and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's 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 a it's a challenging category, mm -hmm. but cranberry in certain amounts can be really really helpful. So I would look for a product that has thirty six milligrams of proanthocyanins in it, and that's a great product to take every single day. 
Okay. And ladies, we're not talking about ocean spray. No. We're not talking about no um, cranberry juice cocktail. We're not talking vodka. We're not yeah. talking about ocean spray. No, yeah. we're, we're not. We're not. No, we're, not we're talking all. about the hardcore cranberry that does yeah. not taste very good. Yeah. But a product like that's really expensive to make too. Mm. Like 36 milligrams of that like pure ingredient. I know of like a couple companies that make a product like that. And I think it's like 70 bucks. It's mm. a, an expense. It's a really expensive raw material. And it's it's mostly preventative. Like it's not going to actually treat your UTI when you have it. I mean, it can help, but you should still go see your doctor and get an antibiotic. We touched on your time on reality TV. I'm, I'm curious because we talk about body image on this show. Mm, totally. What yeah. was your experience with body image like, especially growing up on TV? Oh my gosh. I was always like, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. All these Aww. other girls are so much cuter than me. No way. <laughs> but it was okay. It didn't really affect. Like that piece of it did not affect me that deeply from like a uh-huh. body image perspective. I more was like, holy moly. Like the gossip blogs are starting to become a thing. And like, uh-huh. I don't like being talked about. It made me so uncomfortable. Just yeah. people knowing who I was and staring at me and yelling at me when I was walking down the street. That has what was always the most uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Like when you would be out and when people I was would in take co- your picture. When I was in college, people would like bully me relentlessly, yell at me when I walked down oh the street. God. You're oh. that bitch from that show. Yeah. When I was a freshman living in my freshman year dorm, I got a knock on the door one night and it was this group of boys, like freshman boys. And they were like, hey, we're on our frat um, scavenger, scavenger hunt. hunt. And getting your autograph is one of the things that we have to do to complete our scavenger hunt. And I resisted and resisted because I was so horrified. I was yeah. so embarrassed. I was like, this is so cringe. You're making me desperately uncomfortable. You're literally at my dorm room, yeah. my door. Yeah. That's embarrassing for them a little bit. The story know? gets worse. Okay. Finally, <laughs> oh just to make them go away, I was like, oh, fine, I'll do it. So I signed a little piece of paper for them. And after I did it, I heard the entire dorm erupt in laughter and cheers. <gasps> so it was the dorm playing a, a prank, prank on me. Oh yeah. And I was like, God. I was like, fuck you nerds. I'm out of here. So mean. <laughs> so losery. I can't. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. So if you were, were part of that mean trick and you're listening to this podcast, like, we don't I, I like will, you. I will never forgive you yeah. for that cruelty. <laughs> it's very rude, and they were probably just insecure and. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm guys. I'm. I'm a full, fully oh, no. fledged yes. adult now. <laughs> yes. So yeah. The struggles of my past uh, don't really burden me so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's rare for somebody not to have a single bullying story oh my or gosh. a single story where like somebody made. Fu- I mean, I I can't think of one person I know who doesn't have. A story like that. Totally. Has not been personally victimized by Regina George. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. Everybody has. But I think that it was my discomfort with people knowing who I was, Mm -hmm. which was really like formed the foundation of why I'm a reality TV dropout. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is not the life for me. Yeah. I don't need this attention. I do not seek it out. Yeah. Did they ask you to go back for the Hills revival? No. (laughs) No, you weren't asked? (laughs) Why would they? (laughs) I thought at least you would have been asked. She's like, well, I've given them nothing it to was, think that I would want to. They first started to talk about it actually years and years ago. And it was brought up, circulated through my agents. And I was like, no. But I think that was like truly 2018 maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. so like the genesis. There was a phone call. But it takes years for these productions to, yeah. like, to oh, actually yeah. happen. Yeah. Right? And by that time, I mean, I've lived in New York for 11 years so I wasn't going back to L.A. to, like, date strangers on the Sunset Strip and talk have about other people's life. problems. Like, I don't yeah. care. I have a business to operate. I have yeah. 40 employees. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I changed my life because I didn't want that life. Mm-hmm. Not that that life is bad. It just didn't suit me. Working in entertainment, you never really have guarantee of, like, your next paycheck. I always was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, can I pay my rent this month? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It, the creator economy is terrifying. And so... For me, you know, solidifying that security, I think, was always one of my, like, survival mm-hmm. motives. You know what I mean? If you really get down to, like, survival instincts and why you do the things you do. I was like, I got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And frankly, it can't be based not, on yeah, my like, storyline. Totally. Like, I'm not that good at reality TV. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I can never really have a career here in this space that I can feel good about. Mm-hmm. And so I best do something else. Yeah. 
I know I didn't talk about vulval health with any of my friends growing up, really. Like, neither did we. The only thing we would, yeah, okay. (laughs) But I think that that is something that we have to not pass on to the next generation and let them know that they can start talking to their friends. Yeah. Because, like, before anybody ever gets to a doctor, you're with your friends and you're asking, okay, have you gotten this yet? Is it like as something as simple as a period? Is this normal for mm-hmm. my period? Yeah, totally. Do you get yeast infections? Does your vagina ever smell like so weird or whatever? And then like people are like, <laughs> you know, like, but those are important conversations to yeah. kind of just gauge like, is everything okay? And like, we have a lot that we can teach each other just mm-hmm. by like sharing our experiences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, because this is my job and it has been for eight years, I'm so inside of it mm-hmm. that I don't have great awareness of how much like trickle down these conversations yeah. like have gotten into just, you know, girlfriends, right? Because mm-hmm. I read the news, this t- stuff is being talked about, you know, in like health and wellness websites and stuff all the time. I see a bunch of stuff on TikTok about it all the time. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe culture has shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think to a certain degree it has. But I think it's also really hard to change this kind of behavior, yeah. right? Like we are told since we are little, these are your private parts. Mm-hmm. Keep them private, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to undo a lifetime of certain types of narratives to get comfortable with this stuff. Yeah. And so like as a brand – we are not asking you to like shout about your vagina from the rooftops because we know that that's not realistic. Yeah. What we hope that you take away is great education, some like light bulbs to go off about the way that you are treating your body or the way that you could be doing things differently with your body and then take that forward into a daily personal care routine that's actually safe, healthy, effective, and like makes you feel good in your brain. Mm-hmm. That is a brand is what we're trying to accomplish. It makes me so like laugh so hard when I see other brands like with their ads are like big vagina energy and I'm just like dude <laughs> who does that work on gigantic vagina energy yeah, like, yeah. big vagina energy shot it from the rooftops and I'm like <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm like that babe you don't understand exactly. you don't understand your customer they don't want to be shouting about no. their vaginas from the rooftops yeah right <laughs> they want safe effective clean products that they can use that they're not like horrified by yeah no yeah. and I don't think we're asking anybody to shout it from the rooftop but if your friend is talking about I had this issue and you know how to fix that. Help your friend. Oh, I do. You know? Guys. Yeah. The girlies need to talk more. We I, need to support each other and talk. I, the, the girlies f- need to listen to this podcast. percent, And I will be sending it to all of them because, and I, I think about this all the time and I shudder at the thought. First time I ever put a tampon in, I only read half the directions. Oh, no. You know how it comes with one Where of those brochures. Stop? after I put the applicator oh, in God. and then I never took it oh. out. Oh, did you walk around with like the little plastic thing? I was walking like a penguin the whole entire day. And by the end of the day, I'm Googling like, should it hurt? <laughs> and all the answers were like, no, you shouldn't even feel it. And I'm like, well, then something's wrong. Cause oh, no. there's like, did you ask pole. any of your friends? No, no, just I Google. didn't say a word. Yeah. And then eventually I, I realized, yeah, you need to take that little piece the of cardboard out. out. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about it's tampons. It's not obvious, though. No, but like, well, hmm. if you don't read the entire it's not directions. for a 13-year-old. But right. looking back, it's kind of like, yeah, they probably didn't want that piece of cardboard in my body. Mm-hmm. But but you also, you don't know because you don't have anybody telling you. Right. And, and I, I just wish, in, at least in health class, they would have explained how to put a tampon in or at least like what it even... I remember taking it out of the package and it looked like something different than I had ever seen before. <laughs> right. Like nothing, you can't really compare it to anything. Yeah. No, I, my big story is I couldn't have an orgasm for 28 years. I started a whole podcast about it. My friends let me start a podcast about it. And one of them owned the toy that ended up working for me. Bravo. Well, thank you. But she didn't <laughs> tell me. Tell you what, how to use it? She didn't tell me it existed. Oh, she had oh, the same like, I had toy. so many. F- she didn't lend you her toy. Right. And, and it also is my fault because I had never expressed that problem with anybody. Yeah. You know? So, and if you don't ask anybody, you're not going to get information. But I think it's like, be, get comfortable asking your friends if they've gone through similar things or if yeah. they can help you with stuff and get comfortable sharing the things that have worked for you. 100%. Do you guys leave the applicator in? Yes or no? No. 
Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Only we, when I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> right. When I want to feel something. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> what is your self-care routine? Oh, my days? gosh. <laughs> so some very basics are tons of sleep because... I've also had mono. I had a traumatic brain injury. I've had COVID oh, four times. Yeah, was, so ooh. I am the queen of sleeping. How many? What's a good amount of sleep for you? Mm, nine hours. Okay, same. I but I get like I get teased sometimes for how much I Why? sleep. Why sleep is luxury? I don't know. You know, you know those I got to bed at nine thirty. I'm like, see you, losers. Oh, I'm going to bed. So yeah. nice. Sleep is the point. No, but you know those people <laughs> who are like, well, technically, you only need four and a half hours sleep a night, and I'm you're like, like, okay, technically, go do all the work that I'm not doing then, and I'll go to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, tell me one person who does not absolutely delight in just laying in their bed, oh, just well, having a little sleepy sleep. I mean, regardless of if you have children, if you have yeah. to get up for your job, whatever your responsibilities are, some of the best moments of your day are in that nice soft bed. Mm -hmm. For sure. So like, why not get more sleep? But there are people who will like hold it over you and be like a little higher and mightier oh God, than you and being years. like, I went to sleep later than you and I woke up earlier than you. So cool. I am, I am rich in sleep. Okay. Yeah. Like, sorry. Nerds. Oh, I love rich <laughs> in sleep. A, I love that. A wealthy, sleepy woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sleep is definitely very high priority. I would say that a high protein, like high vegetable diet is very high priority. Truly people have food sensitivities. They really do mess with you. So I do try to avoid the things that mess me up. For me, really, it's gluten, even though I do eat a piece of pizza like once a week. You mm -hmm. cannot be perfect all the time. But I try to avoid the things that are my food sensitivities. I try to drink a lot of water. When I drink three cups of coffee and no water in a day, I'm absolutely fucked. Mm -hmm. And I like to do like a little bit of body movement. And those are really the basics. I would say that on a day-to-day -day basis, my most consistent trait is that I'm inconsistent. <laughs> like, consistently inconsistent. Consistently Love inconsistent. That. I don't wake up at the same time every day and have like my order of operations when it comes to my self-care routine. Mm -hmm. But I do try to get in all of those things in some way a little bit here and there throughout my day. Thank that's you for saying that. Thank this is a very so female body thing, though. And I think that we just have to talk about it because we are on, like we've talked about male run companies. because of my moon cycle. I can't figure it out Some, every day. No, but it's like <laughs> something like that. There is truth that. to that. <laughs> no, there, there that male bodies is. have a 24-hour cycle. And so we are conditioned to think that that's how we have to operate. I cannot. That. No. Mm -mm. For me, there's going to be days that I have massive spurts of energy. Yeah. And days that I need to be in my bed. Yeah. Whether I'm sleeping or working, you know, and yes. it's okay to lean into those cycles and acknowledge like where you are in your body and your energy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a little counterculture right now because I, I, the popular trend on TikTok, I think it's called that girl is like she wakes up at 6 a.m. She gets up, she makes a smoothie and then she does, um, you know, an hour of journaling and then she goes to the gym and it's like every day, same time. But you same. can be that girl throughout the day once or a week. Right, you know? or once a week. Yeah, you don't have to yeah, do like every week. single thing at the same time every day. You can I have your self-improvement so... montage three times a week or whatever, yeah. but it doesn't have to be every day and it doesn't yeah. have to be black and white. Let's stick with consistently inconsistent. Yeah. I like let's that. Let's say, let's do the right things 70% of the time. It doesn't matter what time of the day you do them or the order of operations, but as long as you're doing things that keep your body feeling good and your mind feeling good, then that's great. Mm -hmm. Like I had too many martinis this weekend. And so like I really focused on eating a lot of vegetables today and drinking a lot of water and taking mm -hmm. a liver supplement and like walking on my treadmill at work just to like move my body and flush the bad stuff out. You love know? to hear it. Do you have one of those walking desk treadmill <laughs> yeah. situations? Oh, <laughs> I love do. I'm going to get my sister. I love that. to walk. Uh, does she have room in her apartment for that? I want to get one of those fold up ones. Oh, chic. Yeah. I love that. They're not that big. You can get them for $200 on Amazon. Yeah, and and I'm... they just fold up, like really compact? You can get foldy ones. You can get enormous ones. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys. The options are limitless. We're limit. opening up a can of worms here. <laughs> um, this, I think this is a fun question. What's the weirdest wellness oh, yeah. trend you've tried? The weirdest Quote, unquote, wellness weirdest. trend. I would say celery juice. Okay. It's probably the weirdest because it hails from the medical medium. And I think Anthony is actually really interesting. And I loved his book when I read it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, 
I don't know how much celery juice is doing for your body. I it's think that it can super be super hydrating. Like it's it not is very hydrating. Bad for you. But also listen to your own particular body. You know, like for somebody, it could be fantastic. For it you, could be fantastic. Not so good. Yeah, but I think that like the the oddest wellness trends have always come down to like food trends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Every um, six months or so, there's like a new thing that you need to try or it's being touted as a superfood and you just feel like, oh, maybe I should be eating that. Or a diet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like raw vegan. No, thank you. Oh, um, yeah, no. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just, and I, you know, I don't hate on it for people that it works for because every body is different, mm-hmm. right? Like a love wellness, we make women's wellness for every body. Mm-hmm. But like, you are different than me. Like mm-hmm. you may be able to like slam back some gluten and feel totally fine. Oh, it makes me feel fantastic. I eat, sleep, See? and breathe gluten. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> for We're me, it gives me brain fog. Yeah, yeah. and I've and heard that too. It makes me lethargic and puffy and feel awful. Mm-hmm. We've talked about intuitive eating on this podcast before, mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm really, really into. And the mm-hmm. last principle is called gentle nutrition, and mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. It's about observing the way that your body responds to certain things, yeah, and then saying. Okay, well, it's not that I can't have a burger and fries. I can. And it feels real good going down. And like, that's something I can enjoy whenever I want. However, I will notice if it makes me feel a little lethargic. And maybe if I have a big day coming up, that's not what I want to eat. I want to eat something that fuels me. You know, that's just one example. But like, it's all about looking inward and assessing what your particular body needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent, for sure. Yeah, this um, has been so fun. Thank you. Did for you guys on. learn about your bacteria? I yes, learned so we loved much. it more than I signed up for, but I'm better off for it. I think I like yeah. knowing that the probiotics need to be kept alive. Oh well, probiotics are live bacteria. That's crazy. But most probiotics are <laughs> shelf stable now. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good to know. And um, one thing I'm leaving this interview really wanting to try the cleanser that you talked mm-hmm. about because like it's I said, in I your know. goodie bag that I we brought know. you. I'm so <laughs> we brought you all the things. Okay. I all will, the Love Wellness products. I will give you guys an update after Same. I try my pH balancing cleanse. Are you, are you feeling out of whack right now? No. I'm not feeling out of whack. I just feel like you could be more balanced. It won't, no, it won't balance your pH. It's a cleanser that will not disrupt your vaginal ah. pH. That's important. No, it's just that I only use water. So like I right. want to, you know, I, I feel like I'll feel really clean and You will. You're going to you know? like the way you feel. Nice. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so psyched. Well, where can people follow you? Well, you can find me, Low Bosworth, across all the little channels, Love Wellness as well. And then we're sold at Target, at Ulta, Amazon, lovewellness.com, mm-hmm. pretty much wherever girlies like to shop. Amazing. And yeah, we'll give our updates for... Oh, for sure. How we like our stuff. I'll make a live video. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered and follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. Yes, and if you like this episode, write us a review. Don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe, and of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir and follow Low and Love Wellness. And you guys, remember, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.